You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Pop Ron, I think it's just me and you today, bud. Yeah, I, I think I, so. And and we're live, so we're just going to roll with it, I guess. Um, so we're having some issues with uh, Mike trying to get connected. He's been in and out. But hey, welcome to the Mafia cast, uh, part of the Buffalo Rumblings Network. We're going to roll with it. We're going to adapt and overcome because that's what we do. How's it going, Casey? Dude, I'm just glad it's not me this time. I swear to God, it's always <laughs> me that has these technical difficulties and... Here we are. It's the sound and technician guy, Mike, over here that's dealing with it. So just doing too much, doing trying way too much today. <laughs> yeah, watching football, okay. <laughs> trying to play clips. You know. Yeah. Well, okay. So talking about football, let's just jump right into it. We got some preseason going on right now. I want to jump back really quick to last week's game, though, the Hall of Fame game. I don't think this is gonna be a long conversation, but did you guys see anything from the Jets that that wowed you or? or gave you pause for, for concern for them or, you know, concern for Buffalo? The young DNs, I mean, looked good. I mean, Will McDonald looked like he, you know, he didn't absolutely dominate the game, but he made good plays. I mean, he he set the edge very well a few times. Um, I mean, I think he's coming along. He's going to be a lot like Jermaine Johnson, who they took the year before to where He's, is he going to get 10 sacks a season? I don't think so. But, I mean, is he maybe going to get five, six, and maybe one or two in a crucial moment? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's he's that good of a player. He's a first-round talent. Um, other than that, I mean, I still saw that Zach Wilson sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it is Getting the Hall of Fame it. game. That's The Hall of Fame game is probably worse than even a regular preseason game because there's, uh, like, almost nobody plays in that game of any note. But, but uh, Kate or Mike, did you see anything – out of that game uh, that, that stood out to you? Other than what Casey kind of got at, you know, nothing really stood out too much to me at all. I, you know, it's it's tough with, you know, all the different faces you're seeing in the game. And <laughs> we'll <laughs> say, well, a couple of passes. I guess <laughs> yeah. the one hi- highlight was probably Dorian Thompson. Robinson. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked, you know, I mean, I, granted the Hall of Fame game with a bunch of scrubs out there scrubs you know but like he he played well for what he was given it was i mean i was i was impressed by it i liked him come out coming out of the draft so I that too. was nice too. yeah yeah i kind of followed. thought it was at least bit. deserving of being drafted his, his, his last year at college i, I kind of followed and watched their, their bowl game and i did uh, i can we impress as well um with him so i was kind of curious to see him play that night other than that yeah i'm with you i didn't really see much like i said there's 
not a lot of guys really play in that game. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he plays in week two or three. Um, but uh, we'll see. Since the league went to the three preseason games, uh, the, the the format or how the teams manage those is completely different, uh, and they all do it differently. Where in the past, we kind of figured, okay, week three, that's when we're going to get to see the starters versus the starters for the most part, at least for half a game. Now it's just, it's just a whole bunch of – uh, backups and, and things like that. Uh, what about tonight? Um, I do want to, because I mentioned this before, earlier, I actually got invited onto a Houston Texans podcast because I do cover the team a little bit um, for fan-sided. But, uh, and I brought it up during that show, and I'm seeing it kind of in this game already. I have, have it paused now, but before I paused it, uh, the Texans are going to struggle with protecting anybody, um, whoever the quarterback ends up being, which is probably going to be Stroud. But what are you guys seeing so far? Well, I've see, I'm seeing right now that they already yanked Stroud. So that that's something. You know, I mean, and the very first play I just saw right there, Davis Mills, there was pressure coming right up, right up at him, right from the middle. And like the announcer said earlier, that's not where you want pressure, especially like on a young yeah. quarterback. You know, I mean, I don't don't like they can deal with the edge pressure a little bit better than someone just coming right up right up into their face. But Davis Mills, I mean, got that ball out. It wasn't a completed pass, but at least he got it out. And the last time we saw Stroud do that, he ran backwards and took that big that big sack. Um, yeah, I'm just happy John Mechie's back out playing football. That's all. That's really all I have to say about the Texans. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling for him to have a have a good season. And there's. To me, I think that this year the uh, uh, comeback player of the year is going to come down to two people, him and DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I would love to see Hamlin get it, obviously, but I don't know if Hamlin's going to play enough, whereas Mechie, he could be a focal point of that offense if they can get any kind of protection going. But um, I mean, do you guys think just I mean, DeMar's story alone and just the fact that he is able to get back out and if he makes a 53-man team, like if it just it does making the fifty three man team in your guys' opinion qualify enough for Demar Hamlin to be like he was good enough to at least be able to get back out on the team and play consistently enough to where if he was called upon and needed he could be in there. I think that's going to depend on Mechie because Mechie's story is is pretty intense as well. Yeah. No, he didn't die on the field, but he I mean he. It was you know battling cancer and then coming back from that ACL, <laughs> uh, so he's got quite a story as well. If he comes out and has a good season, puts up 50, 60 receptions, seven, eight hundred yards, whatever, I could easily see him getting getting the nod. But if if not, then yeah, I think um, just the fact that Hamlin makes a fifty three uh, should be enough. And we'll we'll just kind of use that to segue into the training camp reviews and news um, as well because. I do have a few questions pertaining to to the Bills, of course, uh, with their training camp and Hamlin. And that's one of the things I want to look for is, or one of the things I want to ask is, I've seen some reports of the potential that Buffalo cuts him uh, and he not making the uh, the team because we do seem to be pretty deep at the safety position, especially with Taylor Rapp. So, uh, Mike, I'll start with you. What do you think? Do you think the Bills just – does he make the team regardless? <clears throat> or should I, he? I, I like the idea of him making this team. Um, you know, and he, he, you know, he's he's still going through the mental stuff. You know, every time he puts pads on, you know, he's 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 still got that in the back of your mind. You know, he's he's still adjusting um, or or whatever. But uh, I, it'd be kind of 
kind of sad to, to see him not make it, but understandable because he was down for so long, you know, um, and, and like just getting back into game shape, you know, he, you know, he just put pads on um, and he, he hasn't had the entire off, you know, off season to work out like everyone else um, yeah. has. Um, but if he doesn't uh, make it, then you at least got to, keep them on a practice squad or something, you know, or, or you at least keep them around and, and, you know, see, you know, what, what, uh, strides is he going to make in the, in the next year, maybe. And you were talking about, you know, player of the year, comeback player of the year. Um, do you think it's a possibility that he could even get it next year? Maybe next year is his big year because hard to say if, if he's going to make an impact this year. And, um, you know, that's obviously a big thing. Like you were saying about, um, what you were just saying uh, about having having a good season that would that would make the deal. So uh, it's really tough. I've, I I'd say he has to make the team, but it's it's playing on the emotions a little bit too. Yeah, it for sure. I Go feel ahead, like he. I mean, he started last year when Poyer and Hyde were out. Um, so that's not and no, nothing. You know, I understand we didn't have Taylor Rapp, but we did have Cam Lewis, and he was starting over Cam Lewis. Um, well, and he's playing to Jaquan Johnson too. Exactly, and I, I mean, I could see, I mean, I could see them keeping him over Cam Lewis, because Cam Lewis is more like they don't know whether they want to put him at slot corner, whether they want to put him at uh, safety. He's kind of, you know, just under, like he's undersized a little bit. Um, he doesn't do anything great, but he doesn't do anything ab- ungodly terrible except, like, knocking a ball away from Justin Jefferson's hand, like one finger that he could have knocked away, you know, and saved a game, but whatever. Um, <laughs> DeMar, we saw he is a damn good run defender. I mean, he knows how to get downhill put his no- and put nose to the football. We saw it in that second game against the Jets. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they might have scored on one of their, la- on one of their last play one of their last drives. I mean, he stuffed the running back on fourth and one in the reds inside the five behind the line of scrimmage, you know, and that was from the safety position. So, I mean, I, I think that he's shown up to where I think he will make this team. I can understand like how, if he just doesn't have a a great camp, you know, if it's clear that like, he just can't get his feet underneath him. Can't trust if he can't trust his own body again in his own mind. Um, not even like just subconsciously, like he's just, he doesn't even know he's doing. It. He's just holding back a little bit. Then I understand it, and maybe, I mean, you can't you can't really put him on the pup list, but can you put him on like the NFI list or something like that? I mean, somewhere to where he has this year or like on the injured reserve. But can you do that for you know something mental if that's something he may be going through? Um. But I think, I mean, if he doesn't make this team, he will be picked up. I mean, I think very quick by somebody else, and he'll be he'll make their fifty three man roster, and then he'll go shine somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, whether he becomes a star or not, I mean, not not that. Oh yes, we need Demar Hamlin's story to stay relevant in the news or whatever, like this yeah. and that. Like that's not what it's about. But like, it's I could I could see it happen to where like. He Bill's mouth be like, is he kind of like turning on us a little bit? Like we were there through him for at the low at the lowest point, and now he's just gonna dip out. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I think worst case scenario is practice squad, but I think he ultimately makes a 53 because he does provide depth. He knows this defense, he has that experience. 
you've got guys like uh, Zane Anderson. Um, and then I, I would say that he's probably fourth on the, the safety death chart. Yeah. After, um, after um, Taylor Rapp. Rapp. Yeah. But, and I think that's important, especially after what we saw last year with multiple injuries, you need that depth at that position. And I think the way that the Bills defense operates, they run a lot through their safeties and they have, they need to know the defense and they need to know it well in those coverages. And I think, I think he fits that. Is he, is he at the talent level as, as higher Poyer? No, but just from knowing the, the, the defense, absolutely. And uh, and he's not a bad player. I like his run support. He's, I mean, he's super aggressive tackler and he's not scared to get in there and, and, you know, knock people around. Uh, you know who he's kind of like is Taylor Rapp. Not yeah. great in pass coverage, but he's great. You know, he can play, plays kind of that nickel third linebacker area. So it just, he's just a Fly smaller, yeah, he's a thinner, he's like Isaiah Simmons, only not as huge. Yeah, this is the other thing that Roy brings up. What would the optics be league-wide if the Bills cut? Do you think that the league, uh, not necessarily the NFL, but the, the fans. Uh, Turn on the Bills 100%. Yeah, and not just Bills fans, but all of the fans from all of the fan yep. bases. Uh, yeah, I think that would be an issue. Um, it's a tough Hopefully they don't have to really make that decision. Hopefully he just plays into the 53-man roster and he's yeah. not like mm, maybe, maybe not kind of situation. But um, so but far if in it's camp, between, he's played well. If it's between he and somebody else who like they're both like they're unsure about either, you know, it's on that last spot. I could see that PR being a tipping point to be like, we should just yeah. keep him and not deal with right. this. Right. You know, cut Cam Lewis and you know, or, you know, whoever – and keep him and be like, I'm just nope. This is much much easier. And, and I I can understand. I can understand. Totally. It, you know, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because it, it would be a bad look, I think. And at the, end of, at the end of the day, it is a business. We hear that all the time. But it would definitely be a bad look. And I think the the Bills would go from kind of one of the darlings of the NFL to probably like with the Cowboys. Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the people that love the Cowboys and then everybody else hates them. Uh, yep. and I think that's kind of what that would, what would happen with that. Uh, Jay Spence is in the house, people. What's up, Jay Spence? Um, yeah, like I said, so far he's played well in camp, though. He uh, got into the pads. He had a pick six in that game. Hold on. Or in, in that practice. It wasn't a pick six. I've, I'm sorry. Okay. I've hated to burst everybody's bubble, but as soon as he caught it, he was touched. And I'm like, what is everybody talking about? <laughs> Like I love him. Like I love the idea of like that whole story. But I'm like, he was touched. Like, but, but it's a glass half full type. Did thing. you see it in instant replay? Because I didn't. I did. Like I saw. It, so like as soon as he caught replay? it, and he's laying on the ground. He was like, Puh. and like the dude, and like he just kind of stood there looking at him. Then De- Demar got up and ran. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> so uh, another part of the training camp that I wanted to talk about, um, it's kind of what we were talking about with the Texans while I go with the offensive line. 
the defensive line seems to be having their way right now um, with the Bills' offensive line as a whole. The the line, the offense has done had some good days as far as the line goes, but for the most part, a lot of the reports coming out is Leonard Floyd, Ed Oliver, all these guys are like kicking the the Bills' lines off, you know, rears. Do you guys think that that's a product of their talent or <clears throat> the lack of on the offensive line? Is that something that concerns you? Uh, and there's a couple other things that I kind of wanted to, to talk about with um, one of the position battles specifically on there as well. But what do you guys think? Uh, Casey, I'll start with you. Is this a defense or an offensive line issue? I mean, I think we can all agree that our defensive line is probably better than our offensive line. I mean, just across the, across the board. So, I mean, tech, I mean, just speaking, you know, layman's terms, they should, you know, win most of the reps, you know, 65% of the reps anyway. But I also feel like it takes more time for an offensive line to gel, to gain that camaraderie. I mean, we did, I mean, we did bring in, we're trying to work in Osiris Torrance. Um, we're, I mean, we're trying to work in Connor McGovern, you know, I mean, it's working back in Spencer Brown, who was basically there only half the season last year. And if you really think about it, um, or at least it felt, it felt that way anyway. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I mean, it, it takes, you know, weeks and I mean, months for these guys to, cause the offensive line has to play as one entire unit defensive line. I mean, yes, you're playing off of each other, you know, you're calling switches and, uh, stunts. But it's easier. I mean, to see football, go get football. You know, just beat the man in front of you. And offensive line, it's, I mean, you have a job. You have to get from this level to that level and pull and turn and this and that. So I, I think I attribute it to just not having enough time together. You know, kind of like what we all thought about with the Bengals offensive line last year. You know, we were like, look how terrible it is. You know, it was just like the year before when they went to the, when they went to the Super Bowl. You know, they were getting beat up the first four weeks of the season. And then after week five, like it was not, I won't say a great offensive line, but it wasn't very bad. You know, I, it was better than the bills. I, and the, and the, and the playoffs, the, the, the playoffs showed that. So if we, if we can just give it some more time, you know, I, I think it, this offensive line can still be pretty good. All right, All right, right Mike, on. what you got? I, I'd say like the, the biggest thing that stands out to me is just the, just the depth difference. Like there's so much more depth on defense, I feel like. So maybe that, that sort of helps out, you know, a bunch, but um, sort of what I've taken from it or what I've kind of heard is, you know, like it's, it's one day and then the next, like the offense has a good day, the defense adjusts and they kind of been going back and forth. Um, But, but I think depth definitely make, plays a big factor. And um, you have more options across the board. Um, and, and like Casey said, you know, the defense, I don't think you have to gel, gel as much. You're you're just attacking. Um, yeah. And, and well, you know, you got guys trying to get to second level, and you, it's easier to blow that up than to <laughs> yeah. have a guy. Well, and, it, and it sounds like Epinesa is really coming into his own this year. You know, I mean, if he, if he, really, if he really goes to – it does take that step forward from, I mean, six and a half sacks on, what, 40% of the snaps last year? You know, I mean, if it sounds like he and Leonard Floyd are going to be – like vying for playing time while waiting for Von Miller out. So what you have Leonard Floyd, who's like one of what I think it's three players in the last three seasons to have nine plus sacks in the entire NFL. You got Groot who third year coming into his league, who's an absolute freak of a human being an athlete, AJ Apinesa, who is turning into what he was supposed to be. 
Ed Oliver, who I mean, might be turning into what he's supposed to be. He's always been consistent at getting pressure, you know, and busting up through the middle of the line, not always producing the sacks. Then Daquan Jones, Puna Ford, and Tim Settle. I mean, that's good. That's a very good defensive line. So giving, I mean, beating up an offensive line shouldn't be too shocking when you've been playing against them for the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. One of the things that I heard a uh, uh, quote from Leonard, Co- Leonard Coyd, Floyd, <laughs> Um, not necessarily a quote, but he was saying that the defense was the defensive style was just attacking. Um, and I don't think I've ever heard a player from the Leslie Frazier regime say that about the Bills' defense uh, attacking style. And so, to your point, the offensive line needing to gel, I think there's a ton of depth and talent on that defensive line uh, of the Bills. And they're doing this without Von Miller. So when he gets back in there too, and Jordan Phillips for that matter, hasn't gotten out on the field yet either. So that's two more guys that they're going to add to the depth. Um, The one thing on the offensive line that it's not really a concern, I guess, but more of a hope. And, and I know from the, the red and blue game last week, uh, Ryan Bates got the start over Osiris Torrance. It'll be interesting to see on Saturday who gets the start there. I am really, really hoping that it's Torrance and, not only because, one, the ceiling is obviously higher for Torrance. I don't think anybody can question that. Maybe Bates is a better option right now. Maybe he, because of the experience. But if Torrance can win that spot, he goes in there. What Bates provides for this team is is huge. The, the depth that he can offer them because he can play both guard positions and he can play center. I really would like to see Ryan Bates in that role. Be becoming more of the backup center, maybe even the future at the center position because he can play it. And if he focuses on it, I think he could be good at it because uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Mitch Morris. So um, my expectation for Saturday is Mitch Morris doesn't play and that they do have Bates starting at center and they have uh, McGovern and Osiris starting at the guards. Um, so that way you can get a look at all three of them, you know, all three right next to each other. I understand, you know, Bates is, I mean, I guess playing a little out of position, even though he has played and does play center for us when needed. Um, but it's not his first position, but I mean, it still allows the two new guards in there with somebody who know generally knows what they're doing at center to play along the two starting tackles, you know, at least for a series or two. Yeah. And the thing with, Bates, like I could, again, if he could focus on that position, the center position, and made that his primary uh, as opposed to the guard, because I love Mitch Morris. Uh, I think we all do, and I never wish for any injuries or anything, but he has the concussion history. And if he comes out, I would rather have somebody on, you know, in the waiting that I com- uh, am confident stepping into that role, which I would with, with uh, Bates. But who are the other options? We had Greg Mance, who hasn't done anything. I would be scared to death if I was Josh Allen. Ike Bakker. I well, that's another one that's great for the guard position too, though. Like they have He's also played center, and they've got Edwards too. Edwards yep. is a great depth uh, option at the guard. We need somebody who is more focused on the center besides just Mitch Morris, and I want well, that to be Ryan Bates. I think it is. I mean, I think it's clearly been made that like he's like the center. I think he's the center in waiting, which is why they were so willing to give him that contract and match that offer sheet from the Bears. Because when we all happened, like when it happened, we were all like, ooh, like Bates yeah. got it. You know, that, that was a payday. Um, yeah. I think this is probably Mitch Morris's last year. 
Roy, if, if Mance is playing center, uh, we're in trouble. Run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is exactly what Allen's going to do. He's yeah. going to take the snap, assuming and that the snap is good, and then he's going <laughs> to run. <laughs> um, hey, you know, uh, Reed Ferguson could do the long snap. Why can't he do the short snap? That's a thing, I why. guess. I don't know. Dude, I don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is yeah, about our size. <laughs> yeah, that might have something to do with it. Hey. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who starts where on Saturday. Uh, another position uh, battle that we've seen, and this one is probably the most intriguing for me. Uh, well, let me re- back that up. So the guard position, that right guard spot, is to me the most important. The most intriguing is the corners. Yeah, it's been so much fun watching fun. these three guys battle for it. At one moment, you thought – Oh, it looks like Dane Jackson's got it. He's starting to get more reps. Oh, wait, Kyrie Elam had a fantastic day at camp. Um, and I believe Elam started the red-blue game, correct? Yes. And then the very next practice after that, everybody's talking about, oh, Benford's out. And then he goes out and has a two-pick practice day, and he's right, right back in the conversation. Like, I, this is this is fascinating to watch. Um, and I, I'm comfortable with whoever wins it, honestly. I really am. Yeah. I think CB2 is in good hands with any of those three guys. So here's how I'll put it. Christian Benford, highest upside. Kyrie, Kyrie Elam, like high, like best athleticism, probably the best right now. Dane Jackson, you know what you're getting, which is why yeah. I don't like the re- it's like it's why I don't think he should be the starter. I do because you know yeah. you know exactly what you're gonna get out of Dane Jackson. I mean, he is exactly what you want from your first corner off the bench. I yeah. mean, like he I mean he can he can start. You don't necessarily, I mean, and he won't. I mean, he won't make a game-winning interception for you, you know, game-winning tackle. But, I mean, he he can hold his own at least a little bit. I would love, at this point, I would love to see Benford get that start. I, I, it would just, it would just screw it, man. Just let it go because <laughs> there's just something about him that I, I feel like he could yeah. be like a legitimate superstar. I do. I like him a lot. Uh, Casey, let me, or Mike, let me ask you this question. Do you think it's Elam – well, should Elam be the guy because of his draft status? Or if these two – if Benford – I'll just leave it at that. Do you think yeah. that Elam should be the guy because of the draft status? <clears throat> I, Do you think that we, goes into We the- sort of discussed this before, and I, I think my opinion sort of changed on it in, in that, you know, the, the battle's going on and it's whoever's hot, get them in the game and play him. But but the only thing I'm, I, I'm not sure of is like what Spin's saying right here, that – Elam has the highest upside. Casey was saying uh, Benford might. Benford's been the system longer. You know, they both same. out of time. They're both That's r- rookies last year. Yeah, yeah. Elam oh, really? and I thought he was. Yeah. I was, he was here a year longer, maybe for some reason. No, they're both um, rookies last year. Um, it is very much more is- interesting then. Also, what Spence says, Elon struggles in zone, and that's true. And that's one thing I keep hearing. Like he's really, really good in tight coverage when he can get in there and be physical. He's exceptionally good. It's the zone part that he struggles with, which, again, is why Benford is he's, – he's more of the uh, – and that, I think that's why Casey and I agree with Casey. You're saying that he has the higher upside because Benford can play both uh, coverages. Is he as good as a physical cover guy as Elam? No, but he can do both really well, I think. And then you're right. With, with Jane Jackson, we know what we're getting. We're getting a steady guy. He may not – he's not going to go out there and shut down – the league's best. Uh, most of the number two receivers in this league, I think he's fine with. But uh, yeah, I think. Um, so here's here's another thing too. I want to add is, 
you know, I, I want to see them maybe play situational <laughs> football and put them in when they're needed, you know, for certain matchups, you know, certain opponents. I'm, I'm done with the platooning. I'm done. Why? I, I just. What do you because mean? It, why? We did it last year. We, look how need well to man it someone up. And, and Elam's I mean, the guy to in man coverage. And you really want to man someone? But that's if you put Elam, you put Elam on the field, and the offense knows you're doing that. Like, oh, they're in man coverage. They're going to yeah. go audible. Like, uh, and then you got. Well, then you have to do something there, else to like, throw them off. It was the same the issue that everybody had with Jeff and James Cook. Oh, he can't run through the tackles. He can only he can only uh, pass catch out of the backfield. So right. once you put James Cook in, then you know they're gonna they're more likely than not going to be passing it or running a play action. But James Cook proved last year, like I can run through the tackles. Yeah. So I, I I'm done with this platooning, Mike. You're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> agreed, agreed. I don't want any platooning of any kind. I don't even like it at the running back position, honestly. I, we've talked about that before too. If I well, that's because we play fantasy a, football. Well, I know. Well, yeah, there's that. But when you have one guy in there that can do everything, even if it's not exceptional, if he can do everything well, then that makes your offense so much less predictable because you just don't know what they're going to do with that one guy because he might go out for a pass. He might split out in the slot. Maybe he he goes up the ta- the tackle. Maybe he runs around. I mean, you just don't know. But when you have five different running backs in your your roster and each one has a specific thing they're good at and then they come out on the field that kind of tells the defense what you're doing and uh, which you know that's no good we don't want that we want to be unpredictable we want variety we want flexibility Uh, all the things that uh, Dorsey was being given crap about last year last year we we want him to be creative you can't be when you have one guy that can do one good thing and that's it which, speaking on the running back position, which is why I was thrilled we signed Damian Harris because he yeah. he's proved that he can catch the, you know, like he can catch the ball out of the backfield because that was look at look at it fantasy wise Ramondre Stevenson's value as a pass catch as a pass catching back the last two years and then last year I mean I know Damian Harris was hurt but when he was in there. Stevenson was nothing because Harris was able to get like they were throwing the screens and the swing passes to Damian Harris. So he's proved that he can, he can do everything. He can be a three down back. Same thing with James cook. So they, they won't really know what's coming. Yeah. Do you think and talking about the running backs, because everything I'm hearing uh, cook is like taking that number one role and, and running with it. Like uh, Dorsey's even said, he sees him as a three down back. Uh, do you think that that's what we're going to get? And 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 I was listening to a fantasy football podcast earlier uh, today. They were talking about the running backs, and they were talking about James Cook uh, and and Damian Harris. And they were saying that the the issue with Cook is he's not he's not the goal line guy, right? And and that's fine. Maybe he's not. Maybe it's it's Murray or Harris. So what's your like? If you were to kind of stat out Cook, what do you expect? Do you think he's going to be an every down guy? With the exception of maybe the short goal line type of stuff, um, or or is this going to be a 50-50 split between him and Harris with some some Murray sprinkled in there? I I think what you said first Go ahead. Is exactly that is that he should be the every down back except for maybe short yardage, goal line, you know things like that. <clears throat> yeah, I, even if it's like third and one and you're somewhere between the twenties, I still want Cook. If it's first and goal on the one, okay, let's bring in Marie or Harris. I'm fine with that. Right. Uh, but I would love to see Cook just run with it and be the guy and um, and just, you know, take it and, and 
Like I said, be the guy. What do you think, Casey? I mean, when you say goal line back, it, like, are we talking about when? I mean, if we're at the two and in, or is it when we're at the t- like we have a first and goal, you know, at the nine? Because if we're at the I'd nine, inside you know, the five. Inside, see, even that's pushing it. You know, like I, I would still if we're at the five, I would rather have James cooking because that's but still just just enough. Then I give me Latavius Murray, right? Um, but like, I mean, from the like basically from the three and out, I would rather have Cook just because he has that speed to get. I mean, to get to the edge, especially. I mean, even at the one, I guess I'm contradicting myself because you run a toss. He has the speed to just beat everybody to the edge. We saw in the red and blue game when the bills were backed up at whatever it was, you know, the one or the two, and he busted it for 45 yards on a simple weak side stretch play that he was just able to outrun everybody except for one guy, but still. Yeah. So how about Cook plays most of the game, and then, you know, we we sort of mix it up uh, inside the 20 or or the 10 and, you know, give some different looks and, you know, attack the the end zone. (laughs) Well, I I think it's going to depend on what – what type of? I mean, if you're just going to run it straight up the middle, right at the goal line, then you got to go. Yeah, that's would go Latavius, right? Well, oh. I, I'm only saying Harris because he does give you the option of maybe a play action and then hit him in the flat. Whereas he's harder to see behind the lineman too. Because <laughs> he's short. Yeah, true. Joke? <laughs> true. No, I just yeah. That's well, Lata- yeah. seeing Latavius in person for the first time about. 15 years. I forgot how big he was. As a yeah, person, he's he's yeah. monstrous. So uh, the other thing that Roy brought up all ago, we had that up there. The comment was Andrews. He does. Yeah. He's got the injury history. Uh, I believe he got, um, I think it was a hamstring today or yesterday. Maybe was it today? Harris? I think I saw that. Yeah. He, well, he missed yesterday and I, like he came back. It was either his knee or his hamstring. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. Um, but yeah. he's like, it's just like day to day, like more so I mean, just probably a strain. Make sure don't overwork it. He probably won't he either didn't practice because they're saving him for Saturday or they're just keeping him out this whole week. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, just yeah. let, like just to not aggravate anything. Well, and with that, since, you know, with the injuries and everything, and uh, we know that Josh Allen is probably not playing this weekend. Um, probably oh, we not know. He's, we know the they're not playing. But what are you guys looking for on Sunday or Saturday? What I guess if you were to say, you know, give a bold prediction or whatever, what is that? Mike, go ahead. What I I just I mean, it's sort of what we were looking for at, tra- at training camp is, you know, see what guys are you know in group one working together. You know, if we see them on the field or you know what what guys are teamed up and schemed together. Um, and, and I'm excited to see a more aggressive defense. I mean, we were talking about the, the line battles uh, earlier, and <laughs> yeah, I I uh, forgot to mention that you, you know this, you know it's McDermott's defense now, so you know maybe there is more aggressiveness there, and and that was something too that uh, you know the old, old lineman might have uh, struggled with a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, 
I, I'm going to jump in real quick, Casey. I, I wrote, I did an article the other day uh, talking about McDermott, and one of the things that I was looking for in this game was to see if he brings it. Like, is he going to be aggressive in this game? And I, and I think to a point he's going to dial it back anyways because it is preseason. I don't think he wants to put all his cards out there, right? But the other part of that, too, that I don't think people are talking about is the game management, clock management. How well is he going to be able to do both? Can he be the head coach? and the D.C. at the same time. Um, so that's uh, kind of part of the, the thing, what I'm going to be looking for this weekend as well, to see how well he, he handles both of those. Mm-hmm. So one one thing to note that we passed over about camp news was Terrell Bernard did not return to practice today and continue practice after going into the Blue Ten. So that's something that I was really looking forward to on He's Saturday. He's the one hamstring. Is that who it was? That's who it was. I it knew I heard somebody Damian, it was him. Must yeah. Damian Harris with his knee then. Yeah. Um, so it looks like, I mean, Dodson's going to get the first opportunity to run with the ones. I mean, you know he's going to be playing on Saturday. You know, they're going to get everybody in with the, with as much as the first team at middle linebacker, in my opinion, as they as they can. I bet you – I know they've counted them out, but, I mean, I bet you they even throw Balen Spector in, like, just because. You know, I mean, obviously it'll probably be Dorian Williams and Balen Spector a lot. Um, they'll have Christian Benford out there. I bet you they have Benford and Dane Jackson out there at one time. But I yeah. mean, you all. I mean, we're changing the defense. If we're going to change the defense as much as we are, they can't just not employ some of it. Like they, ha- I mean, if we're going to do it, you have to do it. You have to practice it. So, and to Roy's point, I think he will blitz Richardson a little bit. I mean, they they got to do something about uh, like just working in the new plays, working in the new system. I mean, you have to get, you know, your feet wet a little bit. You can't go in, can't go into the season and never running, you know, half of your defensive plays because you didn't want to show anything in preseason. Right. You mentioned uh Balen Spectre. Let me ask you. So it sounds like for all intents and purposes, he's, he's out of the, the competition, but the, the reports out of campus, he's playing, playing really, really well with the twos. So it's almost like he's kind of in between the ones and twos at this point. If he goes out and balls out on Saturday and looks like what we saw in last year's preseason, do you think he has an opportunity or or, or could insert himself back into that conversation after this weekend? I do because I think – well, I'm sorry. That was an amazing escape by Zappi. Um, I think whoever <laughs> – I mean, whoever flashes focus, like Casey, really focus. does – hey, I'm a good multitasker. Whoever flashes <laughs> and not. plays the best in – oh, we know. Whoever flashes and plays the best in preseason, I think is going to win the job, which is why Terrell Bernard going down today, like, I mean, that sucks. I mean, that, like that, because I really want it to be the best out of these three guys. Like, whoever wins it, like, just, I don't I don't care who it is. Person, like, personally, yeah. yes, I would, I'd like Spectre because I like him as a player, so I'm in college. But I just want the best football player out there. And if Spectre just goes out and balls out, like like you said, like he did last year and leads the league in tackles and in, in solo tackles in the entire preseason again, it's going to be hard to turn your cheek, especially if Dodson just doesn't show any improvement, if he just still looks like the same player he has been the last few years. And then we ha- and then if Bernard's out, then how can you uh, – I mean, you can't really judge too much off of that. Yeah. Uh, Roy brought up a, a point while ago uh, – question whether McDermott will call blitzes on Richardson and not necessarily to that point, whether he'll call blitzes or not, but I am curious to see how our front seven handles Anthony Richardson, regardless of how good of a passer he is or is not, he's going to run. 
can our Bills, can our defense contain him? Can they get mm-hmm. him down on the ground? Um, if he runs all over the place on them, does that concern you going forward? No, because it'll be like Boogie Basham out there at defensive end and Kingsley Jonathan, you know, like just like guy, guys that don't get like those every down reps, you know, that they don't I mean, Boogie Basham doesn't play very often against Lamar Jackson. You know, I, he, he didn't play that much last year against him. Um, but we've also, we've also played well against these Russian quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. He doesn't run all, he didn't run all over us. He got lucky when he beat us with a, with a hail Murray. You know, I mean, yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, and we've seen what we've we can do to him. We had Leslie Frazier, or it was whether it was Frazier McDermott, they were very good at like just containing the pocket and not letting Lamar escape. So that's like the one area that I don't have too much concern about. I guess is if I mean, we've done it in the past. I I don't see how this will be any different. Yeah. I guess. I. I heard a certain heard. I saw a comment on social media the, a couple of days ago. Somebody was saying that the Bills front—I don't know if they're saying front four or front seven—is the fastest statistically in the league. Uh, I don't know where that came from, uh, but that I thought well, that's be kind of cool if that's is true. Um, but I don't know, and I haven't had a chance to really look into that to see if I can verify that. But uh, I think that's obviously in this day and age, that's helpful if your front can can get after the quarterback and run them down, because yeah. I, this is this league is becoming more of a and uh, it's not like you know back in the day when you had the Terry Bradshaws, the Jim Kellys, Dan Marinos, all those guys, those those pocket passers. There's a lot of athletes at the position now, guys like Josh Allen, uh, Mahomes, Anthony Richardson. Kyler Murray, who looks funny as hell when he's out there running around, but he's fast. He's so fast. Uh, like watching Cardinals games, I don't know. Watching him run around, it's just. I don't. Know. I have. I have to admit, seeing like the footage come out of Panthers camp with with um, Bryce Young, oh, and yeah. like they're talking about how it looks like somebody's like he's running around like he just stole a lollipop from in like the he the parents can't catch him like that's exactly what it looks like like same man yeah i'm like five nine and i feel like i'm taller um, than bryce young like i it looks so funny i don't know how we can see over the offensive line yeah i don't know um but i am looking forward to the game this weekend um what are you guys looking for other than what we've already talked about mike anything else seeing the the newest the youngest guys you know getting some reps and you know seeing what we got you know, in, in an actual game out of guys like Dorian Williams and, and, you know, stuff like that. The rookies from last year, second year players, um, that sort of thing. But and you're yeah. you're talking about, you know, if we can uh, if we're worried about Richardson on the edge, if that's a concern moving forward. I, I really don't think it is because I, I think that, that we have a lot of a lot of talent at the edge right now. So I would it wouldn't really, really concern me at all. And we ha- we have defended it well in the past. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I've said this in the past. Our defense looks really, really good, uh, like scary good. And then something happens. Well, last year specifically, something happens, and it's it's not so good anymore, you know. Um, but I, I can't wait to see this defense on the field. I, I think they're going to be right up there uh, vying for the number one in the, in the league. But we're going to go ahead and jump into the next thing with uh, kind of already talking about Anthony Richardson. So we'll kind of go back to that for a minute and uh, what your expectations are, are for him. Are we, 
I want to hear what what you think you're going to see this weekend, but also long term. Do you think he can be the guy for the Colts long term, or is this kind of a, a a chasing Josh Allen type of story that's going to end badly? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I mean, everybody's really looking sound... for the next Josh Allen, and this is what he is. So you make it sound so uh, I, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> you don't sound too hopeful about it. I, I just I think, think it's. I, I just think it's funny that every time something happens in the league, then the rest of the league's like, "Ooh, let's go get that." Jo- Josh Allen is an anomaly. Like he's already got. We've heard, it's already done. We've, exactly. We we've got heard him. so many <laughs> analysts say that what he accomplished in, as far as his growth from year one, two to three, has never been seen. So I just it makes me laugh every time I hear every single draft year now. Oh, this guy could be the next Josh Allen. No, he can't. So just stop with that. No, he can't. But anyways, that's my opinion of Anthony Richardson. What y'all? Well, for the for the Colts, uh, they might just have to run with it, right? Yeah, <laughs> they just got to roll with it, and he might be their guy, you know, for now. Or, but do you, you know, think he see. can be? Like, what's your opinion on him? That's what we're trying to if, find out here. I don't know if that's the place where he's going to get it done. Or, or I, I, you know, it might not be the best spot for him. Could be, could use a stronger team around him, you know, to really see. Jay Spence says he's, not, he's just not him. <laughs> and I agree. He's a, when you, when you, when you compare them side by side, you know, you're talking Chase and Josh Allen. You know, it's just come on now. Well, here, right. here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Okay, with with Josh Allen, Every, well, just, you know, everybody make your case because I'm going to fight player. back hard. Everybody make a case. Okay. With Allen, coming from Wyoming, came from a small school and had no talent around him whatsoever. And I watched him beat an undefeated 13th-ranked Boise State team. Uh, We saw him do things on the field in college. And he, you know, the the progression, the, the rookie year, leaping over Anthony Barr and all of the athletic things that he's done. We've seen the progression. We've watched it. You look at Anthony Richardson from Florida with SEC talent around him, and he didn't really do much. Yeah, sure, he can run. There's a lot of athletes out there that can run. I just don't think I, – I, I'm just – if I'm betting, man, I'm not betting on him. Mike, your turn. I just, I'm just going to go with no because I, I want to hear you, Case. I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> so, Anthony Richardson <laughs> – Came out, came out of Florida, like you just said, came out of Florida. I mean, he, but what offensive weapons did he have last year to work with? Did he have, I mean, he didn't have Damian Pierce like the year before because Richardson wasn't the dude. I mean, he had, I mean, our guy, Justin Shorter, who only got 500 yards and two touchdowns last year, he had, not the world's best head coach. I mean, the, I mean, the program as a whole isn't wasn't up to what the standards are at Florida. And I mean, I grew I grew up loving the Florida Gator, Florida Gators. I mean, I still have to this day my Tim Tebow Tostitos Bowl jersey. I mean, like that was it. Richardson. I mean, he does remind me a lot of Josh Allen. I mean, the size. Oh, I mean, the, 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 oh. on, the size, <laughs> the athleticism. I mean, the arm. Rick Allen looked raw <laughs> as hell. Allen, hop on, Spence. Let's go. 
Allen looked, <laughs> Allen looked raw as hell coming out of college and showed it his first year. And then every single year, he got better and better and better with better players. And what do the Colts have right now? Maybe, I mean, all right, for right now, we'll say they have Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah, here we go. They have Jonathan Taylor. They drafted Josh down. We're going to make time. <laughs> this is our time. show. <laughs> they have Jonathan Taylor. They have jo- they drafted Josh Downs. They have Quentin. They have a, a good offensive line, good offensive minded coach. They have uh, what's his name? The wider Michael you, you Michael. Michael <laughs> I did triggers. I did triggers. <laughs> they have Michael Pittman. So they have a good offense ar- around him already. If he can just do the basic things and just learn a little bit more and grow a little bit more. Then yeah, I could see I can see him being good. Spence, you want me to bring you on, or you're gonna come on yourself? <laughs> or are you just praying before you come on? <laughs> Man, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm so disappointed in you. Like, <laughs> like I'm so disappointed. And I'm not even this y'all show. I I didn't mean to crash. I was I, no, I jumped dude. in. All good. I jumped in in the back to say that you guys were awesome, and then I was in the comments, so I wasn't trying to. But dude, what are you, Casey? What are you doing, man? Like we 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 bring you guys on the Buffalo Rumblings, and this is how you. This is what you do. <laughs> didn't everybody bear, say man. all? Didn't everybody say all this exact same stuff about Josh Allen coming out of college? The and exact same thing. I said, and I said, all I'm hearing is excuses about Richardson. I'm gonna give him the same energy they gave Josh. When Josh came out, they was dragging that dude for the first year and a half, two years. That's how I'm gonna talk about Richardson until he shows me that he's not a bum. He couldn't even get shorter the ball. He couldn't get him the ball. Yeah. Dude, see, I, okay, but I was one of the ones that I was like, Josh. I was the one that wanted Josh Allen the entire time because I saw okay. the intangible. Oh, you saw, okay. you, you know, you saw the size. So, like, that's I just take that same mindset. I wasn't having a vendetta like yourself. Listen, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, and you guys are having a great show. I'm gonna hop back out and continue to enjoy your show. But I just had to jump in and say you're crazy, and I'm extremely <laughs> disgusted and disappointed. And you are one of my favorite people. You you were one of my favorite people. You just lost major points. I mean, the points that you lost today, I don't even think you can get them back unless the Bills win the Super Bowl. Like oh, it, it's, it's like you got to you got a tough. What if Richardson wins the Super Bowl? Oh, Richardson's not making the Super Oh, what if he won the Super Bowl? All right, I tell oh. you are crazy. No, I tell now you what, you let's make crazy. this bet. Let's make a bet. You know how I am with bets. Do you think oh, he's going to throw for 3,500 yards? 3,500. No, I would take the under on it. You're going to take the under? But this is your guy. I, I'd take – I'd so, Josh Adams threw for, Josh Adams for 2,000, and he, and he had uh, Brown and Beasley. His first year? He didn't or no, he didn't have Brown and Beasley. Yeah, okay. He, I'm not going to start give, week one. Andy was injured. I'll give injured Richardson. Make the number thirty-two, and I'll take it. Thirty-two hundred. I'll take it. I'm gonna take the under on thirty-two hundred. He won't there throw. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. And I'll then take it. And I'll let you guys figure out whatever whatever the winnings are. And I'm down. I accept the I accept the terms. <laughs> I don't care what you say they are. I'm down. All right, but no, you guys are doing a great job. I've like really everything that y'all doing since you have joined Buffalo Rumblings, we have been nothing but satisfied with. And keep keep it up, man. I can't wait for the season. It's gonna be a great year. Yeah, thank you, thanks, thanks, man. Much appreciated. See you, man. Hey, 
Uh, Roy Collins brought up another one here that, that I want to. Hell no, about. I'm not shaving no. my head. Hell no, I'm sorry. I just had a hell no. That, oh, that, yeah. got me, that got me sweaty. That got me worked up and sweaty. You did it to yourself. Right. Uh, Roy here. Do the Colts have the coaching in place to help Richardson be better? That is yet to be seen. Uh, they fired Frank Reich, which I think was a stupid move. Uh, Absolutely. The Colts owner might quite possibly be one of the bottom three owners in the league. The guy's an idiot. Um, like he's. I will I, give you that one. I will yeah, give I, you that one. Like he yeah, took Dan, like, Dan Snyder's place and ran with it. Yeah. Um, enough about the Colts. Like, and as far as Irsay Richardson, that was fun. Um, I that like. Uh, here's here's one for you. Uh, Jessica says that Richard. Richardson tattoo. Now I don't have any tattoos. I'm a clean slate. That's not. I just happening. got a new tattoo machine case. <laughs> here you go. Mike. Here you go. Put one right here. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Thanks, Spence, for coming on. That was pretty fun. Um, one more thing for this weekend: the Saturday game, return of Little Dirty. Uh, did you guys hear what uh, I believe it was McDermott said uh, with this upcoming yeah. game? How he's going to make sure and double and triple team. McKenzie for this game to make sure he can't can't hurt him because we're going to see how much of a threat he is with Anthony Richardson on Saturday. That's all I got to say. He should know how to defend him. <laughs> how to defend McKenzie? Just cover yeah. him. You're fine. Right. No, just throw the ball to him because he'll drop it. Oh, stop! <laughs> Leave him open. Leave him oh, open. Okay. Okay. You got to give him a little love. I love Isaiah McKenzie. We spots. do. Yeah, like we when he dropped, when he muffed that kick return, and he, you know, had two oh, drop passes that turned into interceptions, hey, and but he has you know, a Patriots number. A lot of like he always played really well against the down. Patriots. He did twice. You can't say always. He did twice. <laughs> I'm just trying to give him some the love Giants here. never lose to the Patriots. They beat him twice in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here's another one. Let's do this one here first. Uh, Jay Spence needs to dye his hair bright pink for a week and can't wear it oh. on stream. Oh. That might look pretty cool. Oh, I don't so, know. <laughs> so one of y'all is going to be going pink. Uh, here's one. Uh, make Spence wear a Richardson jersey on his show next year if he loses. So that means you would have to wear a Richardson jersey I on would. our show. And Ooh. then – as long as Roy yeah. buys a jersey, we can do the bet. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I don't believe in him that much. He ain't so what's the stipulation, though? It's 3,500 yards? 32. 32, right. He okay. took the the under, and I'm taking 32 or higher. If he throws yeah. for 31, I'm going to quit Buffalo Rumblings. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John Robert here says, I hope Bernard's hamstring isn't too bad. Casey, you said something about that earlier, right? You. Yeah, he, he was the only one between Diggs and Leonard Floyd and himself who all left practice today. And he, Floyd and Diggs at least returned to the sideline, you know, and they were just, you know, hung out of practice or took, taken out of practice. But Bernard never came back. So that's definitely something to look out for. And like I said, that sucks. I mean, that, that, I was really, really looking forward to getting a full preseason of, the three of like of Bernard Spector and Dodson and to really find out of those three, who is the best. And it look at this point in time, 
just from the news that we currently have, it doesn't sound, you know, terrible, but it doesn't sound great for Bernard to play this weekend anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I All right. Want to rest that. <laughs> We're going to kind of recap from last week. So the three of us do have our own bet as well that uh, whoever of the Bills scores the first touchdown of the 2023 season, obviously preseason does not count. So <laughs> just going to throw that caveat out there. I took Davis and Casey took go ahead. Cook. And then Mike. I took Jane Yeah, I'm going with Kincaid because why? Going with Kincaid. Why hell, wouldn't you? So the and bet is did very we simple. Discuss- I don't want to lose. <laughs> okay, bet so is very bet simple. Is- go ahead. It's very simple. If one of those three guys gets the first touchdown, the other two guys get a pie in the face, which we will do live at the stadium and the home opener at the tailgate. Bills Mafia House. There you go, at the Bills Mafia House. So look for us there. Uh, we All three of us are going to be there. And uh, if none of our guys score the first touchdown, then we're all going to get a pie in the face. And let's make it simple. Let's make it like a good old fat <laughs> whipped cream pie. We don't, oh, wait yeah. to week. Yeah. we don't wait to week two. We just all get pies. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Wait till week two. You think we're not scoring a touchdown week one? Well, that's what he's saying. If none of you guys score, but it's the first touchdown of the season. If somebody other than one of our guys gets a touchdown, then all three of us have to do this. Oh, man. So, okay, here we go. Jay Spence. He said, I would wear a jersey, but he also says, I would dye my hair. That's where I think you guys should go. I like the pink hair. The pink hair. I, I that would be sweet. I can't cut I this hair. I mean, this this had a lettuce. Cut it. You're, this you're dying. You're hair lettuce it. Too nice. I'll dye it. I'll I'll dye it. I'm down to do the dye. We can get the All hair right. pink. Hell yeah. All right. So that's the bet. <laughs> if Anthony Richardson throws for less than 3,200 yards, our guy here, Casey's dying his hair pink. If it's more than 3,200, then our other guy with the Buffalo oh. Rumley, Jay Spence, is doing his hair pink. Um, <laughs> This is going to be fun. And uh, oh, yeah. I was just about to say our wives oh, yeah. are going to be so excited to be doing well, this, guys. I thought the winner was going to pick one other person. No, I no. No. Pies, so. no, no. Why would we do that to ourselves? I don't want to have to pick between you guys. That would not no. be cool. I'd love to see both of you get pied right in the eye. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick to your own. I have my own wife who's going to smack me in the face. All right. She's already done it once. Well, yeah, but now my sister wants to smack me and you. I mean, I don't know if that's like reparations or what, but from when but we were gonna, little, but we're gonna bring actual pie tins this time. We're gonna load them oh, yeah. way up oh, like a whole can oh, of yeah. cream. Oh yeah, I, the pie yeah. tins full of whipped cream. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. So next week, of course, we'll be talking about the preseason game. We'll be checking that out uh, again. Look for us in the season op- home opener. Uh, we're gonna have a great time. And until next week, the Bills Mafia cast and with the Buffalo Rumblings, we are out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. 
It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.